Welcome to Podcast, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. I want to start today with a short reading from the book we're going to be using this month. There is a principle of power in every person. By the intelligent use and direction of this principle, we can develop our own mental faculties. We have an inherent power by which we may grow in whatsoever direction we please. And there does not appear to be any limit to the possibilities of this growth. No one has yet become so great in any facility, but that which it is possible to become greater still. And the possibility is in the original substance from which we are made. Genius is omniscience flowing into us. So the book is an interesting one, The Science of Being Great, Wallace D. Waddles, written in 1910. I know, yeah. You know, we often call Ernest Holmes the founder of Science of Mind. We often call him the great synthesizer, the person that took so many different ideas and put them together. Well, these were the ideas that were floating around when he was in the process of doing that synthesis. And so I think we're, I think we're going to enjoy this. Waddles wrote several books back in that time. I think today we would say they would probably be in the self-help section of libraries. Tr- truly an inspirational work. So I, I hope you'll enjoy this. This whole month is about authentic power. And today I want to start with his basic thesis of what causes us to have authentic power. And I think to lead into that is a joke. (laughs) So young Mia, only four years old, returned home from nursery school complaining, Mommy, I've got a a stomach ache. Well, that's because your stomach is empty, sweetie, her mother replied. You'll feel better when we have something to put in it. She made Mia a snack, and sure enough, Mia felt better almost immediately. Later that afternoon, a friend of Mia's mother dropped by for a visit. While they were chatting, she mentioned she'd had a bad headache all day long. Mia perked up straight away. That's because it's empty. (laughs) You'll feel much better if you put something in it. (laughs) And so Waddle's thesis is... Really, the genesis of true power in our lives is wisdom. And so he goes on in this first chapter to talk about two different kind of wisdoms. And I, I want to spend some time with that today. First of all, there's what he calls human wisdom. And this I think we're pretty used to. This is the idea of deductive reasoning. This is where we, we do a bunch of studying. We uh, add in our own experiences. We have a logical progression of, of figuring out the answer to some kind of a problem or some kind of a path we make. Pretty straightforward kind of stuff that we're used to. And my, my personal example of that is, is house hunting. If you're going to find a house or find a new apartment, first of all, you gather all the information about it. You can, right? Uh, you want to know what neighborhood it's in. You want to know how safe that neighborhood is, the quality of the schools if you have kids, comparative pricing. You don't want to be overcharged for your new house or your new apartment. You figure out square footage. Is it going to be large enough for my furniture? The size of the lot if you want to do 
outdoor things, location, budget. And then if that wasn't enough, right, especially if you're buying, you'd probably have someone come and do an appraisal on it. You'd probably have someone come and do an inspection on it to get even more information about it before you make a decision. So that's, uh, that's deductive reasoning. That's getting all the facts out as best you can, compiling them in a way that makes sense in your own head and allowing you to make a good business decision. What if I were to say that's not all it's cracked up to be? <laughs> There's also another form of wisdom that Waddles talks about. He calls it spiritual wisdom or the idea of divine wisdom. And this is something that we more feel then we analyze, uh, not deductive reasoning, but what's called inductive reasoning, that, that just sense of what is right and proper, that sense of this is what I need to do. And, and I would use, a, again, our example of house hunting. Have you ever been drawn to a new house or a new apartment and you opened the door and you suddenly knew, without asking any questions at all, this is your spot? I mean, I remember when my partner Daniel and I first went to look at our house. First of all, the realtor had been sending us information about this house for about two months. And we kept saying, no, we don't want to see that. That's not in the right neighborhood. That's not where we thought we ought to live. And, and the house is too big. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to afford that and so on and so forth. And finally, she literally came over and picked us up and took it. No, you need to see this house. And we walked in the door and it was our house. We knew where the bedrooms were. Do you know what I mean? It was like we had been there before even, even though it was a brand new house, right? No past life shenanigans here, <laughs> but it just felt like we were coming home. And what is weird about it is when you have that sense of divine wisdom, the divine wisdom takes care of you. What we hadn't even realized was that house had an apartment with it. And so what seemed like it would be too expensive for us when you figured in rent of $1,000 a month on the apartment, no problem. There were many aspects of it, again, that just, you know, reading the sheet, you know, ticking off all the boxes didn't seem right. It's like for some reason we thought it was a terrible neighborhood. It's a great neighborhood. It's a lovely neighborhood. And so this is what Waddles calls divine wisdom. I think we can also call it intuition. There's something about our higher wisdom power, our, our connection to spirit, if you will, that allows us just to know when things are right with like a capital R. Do you know the difference between things being right and things being right? The things being true and things being true, like in capital letters. I think that when we're in tune with the divine, when we have that sense of unity with our higher wisdom self, when, when we're quiet enough to be able to listen to information, not coming through our five senses, but, but coming through our heart, coming from that place that is plugged into the divine, we can get answers that are outstandingly powerful and outstandingly true. And I'll read you another example from the book that I just love. And I hope you don't mind a little bit of an extended reading here. But this was so striking that I wanted to share it with you. So this is out of The Science of Being Great, uh, Wallace Waddles. He says, Only God knows all truth. 
Therefore, only God can have real wisdom and know the right thing to do at all times. And we have the power to receive that wisdom from God. He says, I proceed to give an illustration. Abraham Lincoln had limited education, but he had the power to perceive truth, and that's the capital T. In Lincoln, we see preeminently apparent the fact that real wisdom consists of knowing the right thing to do at all times and under all circumstances, in having the will to do the right thing, and in having talent and ability enough to be competent to do the right thing. Back in the days of the abolition agitation and during the compromise period, when all others were more or less confused as to what to do and what was right, Lincoln was never uncertain. He saw through the superficial arguments of the pro-slavery people. He saw also the impracticability and fanaticism of the abolitionists. He saw the right ends to aim at, and he saw the best means to attain those ends. It was because he recognized and perceived truth and knew the right thing to do at all times. This got me doing some more research on Abraham Lincoln and the Civil War period. And, uh, and it was interesting. I ran across this quote I wanted to share. So it says, when a pious minister, probably someone just like me, when a... <laughs> When a pious minister told Lincoln that he hoped the Lord was on our side. Now think about this for a minute, right? He hoped that the Lord was on our side. A country deeply divided at that time, right? Which side? Half of America was praying for the South and the other half of America was praying for the North and all of the things that those, uh, that those stood for. So here this minister said that he hoped that lo- the Lord was on our side. Abraham Lincoln responded, I'm not really concerned about that, but it is my constant prayer that I and this nation should be on the Lord's side. And so that's what I'm talking about here. When you're in touch with your higher wisdom self, something more than just the petty day-to-day truths will be apparent to you. The wisdom that you need not only to get your stuff done, but the wisdom that you need to move forward in the world in a powerful and unique way will also be available to you. This isn't just about getting the answers to common questions. This is about getting the answers to big questions. This is about getting the answers to some of the problems that plague humankind and continue to do, whether it be racism or whether it be global warming, some of the other consistently almost insurmountable issues that seem before us, those are not things we're able to figure out with deductive reasoning. We're not going to be able to research enough and figure out enough in our own heads to solve some of these amazing problems that are faced to us. But when we go in, when we take the inner journey, when we begin to get our answers from a place that's not ego-driven, but is spiritually driven, that is where true solutions, true right with a capital R are to be found. This is the the wisdom of the ages. This is the, the wisdom that truly can solve any problem. So I would like to suggest, and and we'll get our homework out of the way here. I I know that some of you don't mind doing the homework. 
The homework for this week is a simple one. Next time you're faced with a decision to make or an issue that's really bugging you, ask yourself, am I using just human wisdom or am I taking the time to check inwardly? Am I taking the time for this issue to be brought up in prayer or meditation? Am I taking the time necessary to get Spirit's update on this as well as my own human figuring it out? So that's your homework. I do want to talk a little bit, though, how we can get into better touch with our divine wisdom self. Now, this idea, I think, goes by a whole bunch of different names. I've, I've heard it said to be called your higher power, to be the wisdom of spirit, uh, your higher wisdom self, your intuition. Uh, it doesn't matter so much to me what you want to call it or how you want to label it. But what I do know is that if we allow the noise of our daily lives to subside a little bit, and so often I think of this as an activity that happens in meditation or contemplation or visioning, but when I allow my mind to quiet down enough so it's not just peppered with the crazy monkey thoughts that are going through my head all the time, when I get that level of quiet, I begin approaching a unity with the Creator itself. And when you have achieved some level of that unity, when you really feel yourself receptive to having wisdom come not from your random thoughts and not from what you have researched, but from a sense of your heart space, a, a sense of something divine, that is where the answers to your questions suddenly become answered with an amazing level of power. And I'd like, if you're willing today, that we might do a group exercise that I'm hoping will give you a little more of a taste of that, especially for those maybe who are not used to meditating or contemplating. Are you game? Are we willing to, to give it a go today? So I invite you to close your eyes if you would and think about some issue where you have to make a decision or maybe some issue that's particularly troublesome to you right now. So either a decision point that you need to make or just something going on in your life that seems somewhat troublesome. And I want you to just bring up in your mind what that situation is like. Just sit for a moment in the silence. Allow your mind to quiet. Allow yourself just to rest comfortably Thoughts may come into your head, but just allow them to pass easily back out again. And let's ask a question of your divine self. What is God's highest wisdom around this issue? Simply ask to your higher wisdom self, what is God's highest wisdom around this particular issue or decision? And just allow your mind to be receptive. You may start getting answers in the form of images or symbols, words and ideas, pictures. I don't think that English is God's first language, so just be open to it coming however it comes. Colors, ideas. What is Spirit's highest wisdom for this issue. And then I'll ask a further question. 
Let us ask, what is it for me to do about this situation? The answer may be to do nothing. The answer may be to wait for a more auspicious time. The answer may be to take action. So just allow spirit to also answer this question. What is it for me to do in this situation? We ask and we listen. Just allow our higher wisdom self to send us the information that will be helpful. And one last question. Is there more that spirit would like to reveal to us? Does God have more information for us on this subject? We ask and we're receptive to the answers. Is there more that spirit wishes to reveal to us about this situation? And so we give thanks for this time of visioning. We give thanks for the messages from our higher wisdom self, from spirit itself. Give thanks for the pictures, the ideas, the symbols. We're grateful we let it be, and so it is. So to summarize today, we've talked about the source of what Waddle says is our authentic power, and that's wisdom. He talks about it in two different categories. Human wisdom, our ability to deduce or figure out what we need to do. But more powerfully, he talks about our inductive sense of just knowing what is absolutely right, what is fair, and what is true. A feeling that probably comes from our heart, not our head. A sense of rightness and correctness. We also talked about the idea of making sure that we have a good measure of both of those when we make decisions in the world, that we don't just rely on a set of facts that may or may not even apply in this case, that we also leaven those facts with our own true divine sense of what is proper and what is good for us both as individuals and for us on the planet itself. We tend to favor human wisdom in our everyday thinking, and I would just like to make sure that we also consider that inductive side, that spiritual side that can also give us equally, perhaps more important information and wisdom around our situation. And we can get in touch with that through visioning, through meditation, through contemplation, and through prayer. Basically, any of the ways that we get closer to spirit itself, to our higher power, will open that doorway to that greater picture of wisdom and life itself. So I'm going to close today with a final quote from the chapter we're covering in Waddle's book and a prayer. He says, you can make yourself what you desire to be, and you can do what you wish to do. To accomplish this, you must first learn to become one with spirit, so that you may perceive truth so that you may have wisdom and know the right ends to seek and the right means to attain those ends, and also so that you may secure power and ability to use those means. 
in closing this chapter, resolve that you will now lay aside all else and concentrate upon the attainment of conscious unity with God. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence, one, one life and one goodness, one consciousness of which mine is a part. Each of us an individualized center of God's thinking. Each of us with access to the wisdom of spirit itself. And because of this, I know that our decision-making can be fulsome. I know that each of us has the capability of not just figuring it out, but sensing it out. That ability to go within and ask on high some of the questions that might make all the difference should we know that higher wisdom. And so for this, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for us simply coming together here as, as evidence of spirit in the world. And in gratitude, I release this prayer into the action, into the activity of the law, that law that always says yes, that law as the servant of the divine to be and to do. And so I give thanks, I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you joined us today. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.